Today we're beginning the Gospel of Mark, a fast-paced scene-by-scene look at the life and ministry of Jesus. It's Mark chapters 1 through 4 and Psalm 17 here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. The Gospel of Mark is one of the three synoptic Gospels. Synoptic basically means seeing the same thing, the other two of which are Matthew and Luke. Historical evidence from early church fathers affirms that the Apostle Peter is the one who passed these reports on to his attendant and writer, John Mark. Mark's Gospel is the shortest, but the most action-packed, as he includes a number of accounts and moves quickly from one scene to the next, connecting his stories with phrases like immediately, just then, and as soon as. We also get a sense for how hectic life must have been for Jesus as crowds push in around him, demanding more and more of his time. Mark, chapters 1 through 4. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make his paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John wore a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, One who is more powerful than I am is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. As soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and the angels were serving him. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As he passed alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, Simon's brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, Jesus told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, putting their nets in order. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went into Capernaum 
and right away he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. They were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them as one who had authority and not like the scribes. Just then a man with an unclean spirit was in their synagogue. He cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw him into convulsions, shouted with a loud voice, and came out of him. They were all amazed, and so they began to ask each other, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, the news about him spread throughout the entire vicinity of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went into Simon and Andrew's house with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law was lying in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. When evening came, after the sun had set, they brought to him all those who were sick and demon-possessed. The whole town assembled at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place. And there he was praying. Simon and his companions searched for him. And when they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let's go on to the neighboring villages, so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. He went into all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Then a man with leprosy came to him and, on his knees, begged him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he told him. Be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. Then he sternly warned him and sent him away at once, telling him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer what Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet he went out and began to proclaim it widely and to spread the news, with the result that Jesus could no longer enter a town openly. But he was out in deserted places, and they came to him from everywhere. When he entered Capernaum again after some days, it was reported that he was at home. 
So many people gathered together that there was no more room, not even in the doorway. And he was speaking the word to them. They came to him, bringing a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and, after digging through it, they lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves, and said to them, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he got up, took the mat, and went out in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astounded and gave glory to God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. Then, passing by, he saw Levi the son of Alphaeus sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was reclining at the table in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who were following him. When the scribes who were Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he told them, It is not those who are well who need a doctor, but those who are sick. I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. People came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the Pharisees' disciples fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the groom is with them, can they? As long as they have the groom with them, they cannot fast. But the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new patch pulls away from the old cloth and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is lost as well as the skins. No, new wine is put into fresh wineskins. On the Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to make their way, picking some heads of grain. 
the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? He said to them, Have you never read what David and those who were with him did when he was in need and hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priests, and also gave some to his companions. Then he told them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. So then, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a shriveled hand. In order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. He told the man with the shriveled hand, Stand before us. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. After looking around at them with anger, he was grieved at the hardness of their hearts and told the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and his hand was restored. Immediately the Pharisees went out and started plotting with the Herodians against him, how they might kill him. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a large crowd followed him from Galilee, and a large crowd followed from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and around Tyre and Sidon. The large crowd came to him because they heard about everything he was doing. Then he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him, so that the crowd wouldn't crush him. Since he had healed many, all who had diseases were pressing toward him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! And he would strongly warn them not to make him known. Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve whom he also named apostles, to be with him, to send them out to preach, and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the twelve. To Simon he gave the name Peter, and to James the son of Zebedee and to his brother John he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus entered a house, and the crowd gathered again so that they were not even able to eat. 
When his family heard this, they set out to restrain him because they said, He's out of his mind. The scribes who had come down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul. And he drives out demons by the ruler of the demons. So he summoned them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is finished. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for all sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin, because they were saying, He has an unclean spirit. His mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him and told him, Look, your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are outside asking for you. He replied to them, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Again he began to teach by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat on the sea and sat down, while the whole crowd was by the sea on the shore. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce fruit. Still other seed fell on good ground, and it grew up, producing fruit that increased thirty, sixty, and a hundred times. Then he said, Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He answered them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may indeed look and yet not perceive, they may indeed listen and yet not understand. Otherwise they might turn back and be forgiven. Then he said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand all of the parables? The sower 
sows the word. Some are like the word sown on the path. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. And others are like seed sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root. They are short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. Others are like seed sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those like seed sown on good ground hear the word, welcome it, and produce fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundred times what was sown. He also said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not be brought to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and more will be added to you. For whoever has, more will be given to him, and whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. The kingdom of God is like this, he said. A man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows although he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, and then the full grain on the head. As soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that, when sown upon the soil, is the smallest of all the seeds on the ground. And when sown, it comes up and grows taller than all the garden plants, and produces large branches, so that the birds of the sky can nest in its shade. He was speaking the word to them with many parables like these, as they were able to understand. He did not speak to them without a parable. Privately, however, he explained everything to his own disciples. On that day when evening had come, he told them, Let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. He was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence! Be still. 
the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Psalm 17 Lord, hear a just cause. Pay attention to my cry. Listen to my prayer. From lips free of deceit. Let my vindication come from you, for you see what is right. You have tested my heart. You have examined me at night. You have tried me and found nothing evil. I have determined that my mouth will not sin. Concerning what people do, by the words from your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps are on your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call on you, God, because you will answer me. Listen closely to me. Hear what I say. Display the wonders of your faithful love, Savior of all who seek refuge from those who rebel against your right hand. Protect me as the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who treat me violently, my deadly enemies who surround me. They are uncaring. Their mouths speak arrogantly. They advance against me. Now they surround me. They are determined to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion eager to tear, like a young lion lurking in ambush. Rise up, Lord. Confront him. Bring him down. With your sword, save me from the wicked. With your hand, Lord, save me from men, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their bellies with what you have in store. Their sons are satisfied, and they leave their surplus to their children. But I will see your face in righteousness. When I awake, I will be satisfied with your presence. Well, friends, that was episode one of the Gospel of Mark. There are five episodes in total, and so we'll make it through the gospel in about a week's time. If you have been enjoying Commuter Bible, whether this is the first episode you've listened to or the 101st, or some of you have been listening for a few years now, I would love for you to write a review. Do so on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcast platform you're using. That helps the show to get noticed by folks who are looking for a good Bible podcast. All right, well, today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.